Welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Dr. Joni Cannell shares communication strategies for technical people. She shares her own stories of learning to communicate and brings in other nerds and experts to show you how to interact with people in a way that's comfortable for you. And now, here's your host, the uniquely qualified engineer turned psychologist, Dr. Joni Cannell. Hello and welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Today we have a special guest from Orange County, California. Her name is Lydia Chu. Lydia is a partner at JubJub Interactive, which is a web application development company also based in Orange County. Lydia has over 15 years of programming and web development experience, and she has a deep understanding of content management systems and enterprise application development. Lydia has a great story for us today about her development of her own leadership skills and working in um, her company as a partner, and we'll get to that. But first, I want to welcome Lydia. Welcome. Thank you so much, Joni. It's great to be here. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to have our chat today. Yeah, me too. It's so nice to have you here. And you know, I'm, I was just really curious. My first question for you is like, we're all working from home mostly. And I'm wondering <laughs> what web developers do. Are you from home or you do work in your office? Yeah, you know, it's, I think we had it pretty easy. We consider ourselves pretty fortunate. We were in an office, actually, we were in two offices. So we have an office in Orange County and one in uh, Wyoming, Cheyenne, Wyoming. And, um, but through periods uh, of our company, we've worked remotely and um, it's not un uncommon for us to go and work on site with a client or something. So we're all kind of prepared to work remotely. We already mm -hmm. had a VOIP phone system for the business and we were already doing, um, you know, several hours of Zoom a day with yeah. our clients prior to this. So yeah, we were pretty fortunate in the transition. So now we're all remote again. Um, but, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty business as usual for us. Yeah, I, that's actually what I have found with so many software developers. It's like, well, mm -hmm. it's it's easy to convert. And just for the listeners who might be chiming in a little bit later, we're in the still in the midst of the pandemic. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, handling that. And uh, this is, you know, really uh, fantastic work for you, Lydia, doing web development, because that's what where everyone's going today. So yeah. um, I'm sure you're really busy, even though a lot of companies have had uh, challenges. I'm guessing you guys are doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, we've been really fortunate. We count ourselves very fortunate. We, I mean, we don't specialize in any particular industry. So mm -hmm. It, um, because of that, we have seen our clients, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster um, for a lot of our clients. We do have clients in hospitality um, that have been yeah. hit really hard. Um, and we have clients uh, that um, were initially hit hard, but have come back stronger than ever. And so um, like life sciences, I think mm -hmm. anybody in life sciences right mm -hmm. now is doing really well. So um so yeah, but overall, we we consider ourselves very fortunate and yeah. try to do what we can to help our, our clients that have been adversely affected. Oh, nice. Well, I want to start out by asking you a little bit about your journey and like, you know, what inspired you to become a web designer? You know, is it something like from when you were a kid or when you were starting to work or yeah, how did it start? Yeah, so I always, um, yeah, I, I do have a pretty good story for this, actually. Mm -hmm. So my mother um, was a computer science teacher. 
And this is a long time ago. So this is like in the 80s, wow. she was a computer science teacher. She was a math major, math and computer science teacher. So mm -hmm. we, I grew up, uh, we had a computer in the house. I learned how to program like basic and, you know, we had an Apple IIe and I was uh, doing that from very early age. And my mother told me, you know, I really think that you should go into computer science in college. And so when I hit my teen years, I was like, no way, I'm going to be a doctor. Of course, <laughs> right? You had to rebel against mom, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, you know, mom was always right. <laughs> I had a journey. So I, I think that what it's taught me, so I, I actually did, I started off as pre-med and I ended up not really liking that. And I went into environmental engineering and I did like that, but a lot of my work um, was, it, it, my, a lot of my work involved analyzing data and large data and becoming familiarized, uh, uh, familiar with how to work with large data sets and databases and that type of thing. And um, I had gone overseas to try to kind of check that off my list as well. I lived overseas and I was working on a research project. And when I came back, I, um, I, I had applied to go to graduate school in environmental engineering. And I came back and it was uh, 97 and my heart really just wasn't in it. And I know that you cannot start a PhD program <laughs> with your heart not in it and, and expect Certainly. to finish it. Yeah. yeah. And so um, at that point, it was 97 and pretty much anybody with any kind of technical background could get a job. And I got a job um, first working at Texas Instruments. And um, I was kind of uh, sort of, I was working in their engineering department. Um, and from there, I got a job with an internet startup and the rest <laughs> is history. Yeah. So I, I, got, I got a job working in the professional services um, division of what it would become Vignette Corporation mm -hmm. and kind of rode the whole first internet wave and, and totally pivoted my career. <laughs> you know, I, I love a story like that, too, because especially for younger people who are listening or viewing, um, realizing that you don't always have to have it all figured out mm -hmm. early on. And there are opportunities to make change and having some of these skills like programming can yeah. you know get you far no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, because really, and, I, you know, um, I, I know that these days in curriculum in lower middle school, I see it with my daughter in high school. Um, they're really trying to get kids to have kind of a baseline level understanding of coding. Mm -hmm. um, and really, I do think that in any industry that you're in, it will help. It's sort of like writing. You, I think it, I, I see those as both kind of like basic skills that lead to success. If you, you have to be able, no matter what you do. I, a lot of what I do these days is writing. I write a lot of proposals and, uh, and we write, you know, we have to make things that are compelling um, and convince people to spend a lot of money with us. And so um, no matter what you're doing, I think writing and coding are kind of both fundamental skills that I think people are going to need. And, and if you have those skills, then you can pretty much, there's a lot of different areas you can mm -hmm. go into. Well, that is so interesting. And that really sort of gets into some of the, the meat of 
the podcast and what we talk about is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what's important, um, you know, as moving to leadership and, and communicate, but writing, we haven't mm-hmm. talked about that as much. So yeah. really important point. And it's one that the people often don't emphasize as much mm-hmm. as being good at that. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's huge. And I can see it's, it's really difficult. I think that um, the whole push towards STEM education and STEAM mm-hmm. education, where it's including the arts, I can really see it, I think, as a, as a manager or um, as someone who works with clients, the ability to communicate and the ability to express yourself and the ability to think creatively, I think so much of that comes from those other disciplines. If, you, if you're mm-hmm. just focused on the technical um, that, that, that can, that, I mean, that's, that, that can be really good, but you, you might lose out on some other opportunities that way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exercising all parts of the brain, you mm-hmm. might say, <laughs> huh? Well, yeah. let me, let me ask you then, how did you end up becoming a partner at Jub Jub? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I had a couple of friends who started a, started Jub Jub actually, mm-hmm. um, one of whom became my husband. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. that's a little mysterious way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. And so I was working while I was working um, at Vignette and uh, in their professional services organizations, I was building large websites. And so I was very familiar with a- aspects of um, of website development. And my husband had started the company actually as a creative outlet. He worked uh, for a company that became GE. So, you mm-hmm. know, right. Huge corporate company. And he was in, I, he was in it. And, um, and so he started it as, as an, as an outlet <laughs> and, um, and, but it was a good time to, mm-hmm. to start a company. And, and they, as they got more and more clients, um, I was also getting a little bit tired of traveling all the time for work. And, um, and so eventually uh, I left my, uh, my gig with Vignette and we put all of our eggs in one basket with mm-hmm. Jub <laughs> Wow. So, so that brings up a whole other level of working and partnering with your spouse. Yeah. You two <laughs> must get along really well to work together. <laughs> Well, no, I think we, <laughs> we'd known each other since college. We'd known, there's a lot of, um, I mean, that's a very common, it's a, it's a common question when people find out that we, we work together. And part of what helps is I run the development side of things because that's sort of my background, design development. Right. And then he runs the hosting operation. That's his, okay. so his, his background is IT and servers and all that stuff that I don't know anything about. And so it kind of helps that we each have, we're kind of each, you know, we have our own dominion within the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, I think anytime you start a business uh, with partners, there's a huge amount of trust that you need. And it can be, you know, you're going to run into uh, bumps along the way. And mm-hmm. if you already kind of know how you're gonna if you kind of have a way to uh like resolve conflict amongst each other mm-hmm. <laughs> then um I mean who you know there's there's no one I trust more in the world than my husband and so it's actually kind of a a, a, a nice um you know from a business partner standpoint it's nice to just have that 
foundation and yeah um, and yeah we make it um we make it work but we also you know we each have our own things <laughs> so mm -hmm. <laughs> he goes on his bike rides and I don't try to I don't try to take a, take a, up his hobbies as much and he doesn't do mine either <laughs> oh good so, so like outside of work you know you're it's not like 24 7 yeah, yeah. exactly Huh. Interesting. Exactly. Well, your point about trust is huge. I mean, that is uh, a really big uh, barrier for a lot mm -hmm. of folks working together is, is not having that trust. So yeah. when you already have that and a really solid bond, uh, you know, you have each other's backs. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. If you if you know you're going to work through it, <laughs> then and you already know that you have the other person's best interest at heart. It's a, it's it is it's it, it I we, we are able to make it work, but I know that like, not everybody, like my mom tried to work with my dad. I think, I think it lasted about half a day. And yeah, then... <laughs> that's myself and my husband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've collaborated in a couple things, but you know, short term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, you also raise a third thing here, which is the conflict and being able to resolve it. Cause mm -hmm. you know, it's not ignoring the fact that conflicts do arise and right. saying, okay, so we, we know we have the tools and we trust each other that we will work it through rather than yes. just letting it fester. So um, yeah. another important lesson for people who are working together just in any way, but especially as partners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, you know, if you've been in a relationship long enough and have worked through and there, you know, and have, committed to like, yeah, we're going to make this work. <laughs> and, yeah. And that just kind of translates into the business as well. So. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it does kind of help that like, we each sort of have our own uh, area of the business where like kind of I have final say on the development side and he has mm -hmm. final say on the, mm -hmm. uh, on the, on the hosting side. Okay. I got that. Yeah. That's another good lesson there. So yeah. you weren't always, um, leading a company. I mean, you started out and you were at Vignette. So how did you move up there and into leadership kind of roles? Yeah. I mean, I, I have to admit when I first started there, I was a little, I think I had the kind of like imposter syndrome thing that we see mm -hmm. so many people have. I mean, I, um, I, I won't say I did not embellish my resume, <laughs> Good, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like um, you know, I had done a lot of the stuff that they had wanted. I mean, part of it is that the job market then was so crazy with the internet boom that if you had any kind of technical background, you could mm -hmm. get a job. But I, I had to learn so much so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I started, I started as a consultant and I work my, I worked my way up. And I think a lot of that was due to the fact um, it, the initial level levels of leadership really were how much client exposure do they feel like they feel comfortable with you having. Uh-huh. And so I think a lot of it was communication, to be honest. I think a lot of it boiled down to communication skills. So they felt comfortable, comfortable. My my bosses felt comfortable having me interact directly with clients um, to either um, assess how, a how the project was going or mm -hmm. communicate options and, uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I, I have to say, I'll give some credit, even though my mom is the one that taught me to um, code, <laughs> my dad is the one I worked, he has a camera repair shop, he still has it to this day. Mm -hmm. 
And I was working customer service <laughs> from like sixth grade on yeah. in the summers. And uh-huh. I, I think just the comfort of being able to tell people, to express things to people. And, um, and it's not always good news, like especially large enterprise software stuff. Sometimes it's like, look, the way what you have, it's going to cost a lot of money to get to where you want to be. And mm-hmm. here's some various options. Um, but I think that that actually, I mean, the technical... Um, as far as kind of rising up the ranks in, um, in my prior job, I mean, the technical aspect of it is a given, like you have to have the technical capacity, mm-hmm. but in order to, um, it, yeah, I think it, in order to, to, to rise towards a leadership position, a lot of it has to do with client interaction and communication skills. So what would be some key factors to look for to see if somebody is ready to uh, be positioned in front of a client. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of tricky. I think right now we're. I'm. I really. I've been trying. This has actually been a focus the last couple of years of mm-hmm. mine is trying to groom our um, our employees that are uh, uh, more junior level to being more senior level. Mm-hmm. And so what we do now is we actually have them treat me as the client <laughs> and right. I see how uh, we kind of see what, see how they're presenting things, see how professional they are when they present it to me, mm-hmm. because I figure that's sort of like, you know, uh, it's a safe place for them to experiment with how mm-hmm. they ma- might convey things to a client. So, and okay. Yeah, go ahead. No. I was going to say, are you a happy client or a dissatisfied <laughs> client? Or it depends happy- on how much coffee and chocolate I've had. Oh, that's good that you're a moody client. That's even better. So they don't know what they're in for. Exactly. No, I think most of the time I probably actually, I try to be nice about it, but I think I'm probably a harder, I think I'm probably harder on them than most of our clients would be. Yeah. And um, not hard, like, I, I, you know, I, it's, it's more just, I really would prefer for us to be over-prepared than under-prepared mm-hmm. that when, makes we're, sense. when we're presenting. And so I think there's some people that are like that by nature. That's just, you know, how, who they've grown up to be, where they're always over-prepared. They're always at the meeting five minutes early. They're mm-hmm. always, you know, and those people are really easy to identify because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, they, they always turn in everything I asked for exactly on time. It's um, a little more challenging, I think, especially with some technical folks where, they're used to, I'm going to go code for 24 hours and then turn something back into you. <laughs> and, um, and which is, you know, a, a lot of brilliant coders that I've worked with um, work that way, mm-hmm. but it can be challenging to um, kind of translate that into, to, to figure out whether that is, you know, whether they will be part of the team that does actually convey this to the client or whether there will always be kind of a, um, you know, and, and really there, I think in doing what we do, there's a couple of different branches. So mm-hmm. one is more client heavy and the other is just super technical, but you, you do, even when it's super technical, you have to be able to communicate with a client in order to understand and deliver what you de- deliver, what you deliver the best product for them. Right. Well, that makes sense. So it's not just being able to, to send out messages, it's to receive them as well. Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. That's a good mm-hmm. point. 
Interesting. So, um, you know, now that you've moved to this point of, you know, sort of coaching and role-playing with others to do this, what did you have to do to get to that level yourself? I mean, did you, have you run into challenges um, trying to develop others to, to be more senior? Yes. <laughs> I think, I think one of the things, um, you know, as uh, I, 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 when I talk to other business owners or leaders or managers, I think a very common thing, and you probably hear this all the time, is learning how to delegate and learning yep. how to like feel, you know, especially if mm-hmm. you come from the like execution side of things where I just, you know, I know I can do something in a certain amount of time and rather than hand that off and give them the chance to get better at that thing so that they can do it in a similarly short right. amount of time. I'm like, I'll just handle it. You know, yep. <laughs> getting out of that mindset is, I mean, I, I find myself um, even to this day, like, you know, like fighting myself, ah, this would only take me five minutes and it's going to take me more than that to manage it. Mm-hmm. But again, in order to get the in order to mentor the person and, and give them the opportunity to build the same tasks, they have to, have to delegate it. So that is an ongoing, I think, you know, just an ongoing thing of, of, of figuring that out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it sounds like a little bit of a long-term perspective is where Mm -hmm. you're at. Like you, you have to invest the time up front. It takes longer than it would do the task, but uh, hopefully they're going to be able to continue doing it. And then, yeah. Yeah. Later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's tricky. I think that's one of the, the challenges of, of leadership for sure. I mean, I, I think that um, the, it all boils down to that has to be, I mean, it has to be a big goal. Like I, I was talking with somebody about how, you know, you have to be able to, you should be you should be replacing yourself if you haven't already replaced mm-hmm. yourself <laughs> and then you you're you know you need to be able to free yourself up to be able to do all of the bigger picture things and all of that kind of stuff and sometimes I feel like wow I've really done a good job of that and then sometimes when I'm answering some emails I'm like no I haven't quite figured this part out yet so <laughs> well, it's it's a, you like know you I'm constantly can. learning <laughs> Right. But you also have some humility there too. I mean, as taking your ego out of the equation, right. Mm -hmm. And having being able to replace yourself, that's big. I think that takes a while for a lot of folks to get to that point uh, Mm -hmm. and as being a leader and and maturing in that process. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is true actually. (laughs) Yeah. In addition to the whole, you know, just is it easier or quicker and all that, but like um, being able to feel replaceable and yeah, you're not the center always. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I wanted to sort of circle back to your initial story of mm-hmm. your mom being, um, a teacher in computer science when you were yeah. in school. And I mean, wow, having a female role model like that, yeah, that's just, I don't hear that very often. Um, you know, and frankly, in, in the world of, uh, software development, there aren't that many women still, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm wondering what your story is in, in terms of that, you know, what has been your experience as a woman in the field of software development? Yeah. So 
I, I, I've, I've been thinking about this, the how, how to, you know, how to answer it, because yes, I think, you know, in some ways, I, I was very fortunate, just as you mentioned, to have that role model, to have early exposure, mm -hmm. um, to never, I, I think, if anything, I was a little naive when I left my parents' home about the differences in, I mean, in how I might be treated in, in mm -hmm. a, in a certain field. And I also didn't, um, I didn't major in computer science in college. Right. And so I didn't feel that massive, um, the, 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 the ratios there where, you know, you go and you're, there's 10 women and a hundred men or something in a class. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't feel that I was a biology major and it was like 50, 50. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I, you know, I, um, but, um, I, I, it does, I mean, still to this day, you look around, um, at a developer conference, there aren't as many women, there aren't as many women speaking, there aren't as many people, women attending, even in this day and age. And it, um, you know, so I think it's great that there, I think that the conversations are there and people are recognizing, um, all of the unconscious bias, but, it's, um, there's still a, a, a long way to go. And even just me personally, what I can speak to, um, you know, there are, for the, for the most part, I think on a day-to-day -day basis, I don't feel like it's a big thing, but Good. You know, when we, when we put out job application or, you know, when we're, we're trying to hire, it's still, there's still a bit big, um, for our more, for design um, side of things, uh, the applications are fairly um, equivalent between men and women, but on the coding side of things, uh, again, there's a heavy, I see a lot more applications from men than I do from women. And um, we have had, I have had uh, experiences where someone will call my husband, one of our clients will call my husband and ask for advice. And he's like, well, you know, you really should talk with Lydia. They don't always know that we're married actually. Mm -hmm. they, they'll, they'll, you really should talk with Lydia because she's the one that specializes in this. And um, so they call me and I'll tell them the answer and they don't like what I, or not the answer, but I'll give them, you know, some advice right. or something. They don't like what I have to say and they'll call him back and he'll have, he'll have, he'll say the exact same. I mean, we, we've got a pretty, I've, I've had this happen to me a few times where I will say the exact same thing that uh, either my husband or uh, sometimes uh, it's one of our, uh, one of our developers mm -hmm. um, and they are more likely I've had that uh, I, you know, I'm not, imagining it I've had a, yeah I've had it happen where they'll just like oh okay you know then then it's like okay then that's I guess that really is how it is right interesting and, and yeah even though it's my area of expertise mm -hmm. and um so I have experienced things like that and it is you know it is frustrating but I I do think it's I do think it's getting better <laughs> yeah well, um, that's at mm -hmm. least people are acknowledging that it's an issue as well mm -hmm. so yeah and I mean, even just being out there and showing everyone how good you are at what you do is good role modeling for other women and hopefully young girls too, to get into the field. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. Well, I want to hear a little bit about 
jub jub for a few minutes here for our listeners and viewers. Like, (laughs) what is it that, you know, you offer and how can people reach you? Yeah, sure. Um, So we're a full service web development agency Mm -hmm. and we offer design development and hosting. And that is actually one of um, one of the things that sort of sets us apart is the fact that we have all of those skills in house. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're actually just talking to a prospect that was running into problems um, with their web application and they weren't sure whether it was server side or whether it was the code and we have the skills all in-house to be able to address all of that instead of like, okay, well, we're going to, uh, we can look at the code, but we have to talk to the hosting company for this or something. Okay. Like so we have, we can address um, the full picture and um, yeah. And so we, uh, we also have a very, uh, as you mentioned earlier, we are experts in content management systems. And mm-hmm. so We do WordPress. A lot of sites these days are on WordPress, um, but we also specialize in other uh, platforms like Expression Engine and Craft and um, Drupal and uh, kind of more true content management, data-driven sites. And Mm -hmm. because of that, we can build large-scale sites that have a lot of content, maybe multilingual, you know, those types of things. And you can read this. um, Our our website is jubjub.com. And um, my email is Lydia at jubjub.com and you can feel free to reach me. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I hope some people do because you have a great story and also some really important services as we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to find all of that in one place. So um, yeah, really good. Well, this has been really interesting hearing your story and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being willing to speak to my audience here on reinventing nerds. So thank you so much, Lydia. Thank you so much, Jenny. It was a, it was so fun to be here and really an honor. I appreciate you asking me to be on. Well, excellent. Thanks to you. And thanks to our listeners and our viewers. Uh, we can find us at reinventingnerds.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Reinventing Nerds and encourage you to apply what you learned to help you communicate better. For a free consultation with Joni to see how she can help you further, please visit reinventingnerds.com. Until then, embrace your inner nerd and remain true to yourself while you develop your communication strategies.